Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Get the Hillman Morning Show on demand. Podcasts and more are always online and on your schedule at waaf.com. It is a good friend of the program. We love having him here the maestro Keith Lockhart is here with Shucks. us this morning. How how are you? I'm good. This is about the latest I've ever been here. You know? I know. I'm usually here about an hour earlier. I notice you're coming to the show more often. You actually kind of secretly like it. Well, I, yeah, uh, I, I miss uh, you guys. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, 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 we're, well, we're glad to have you. <laughs> we love you. We are, we are glad to have you here. And it's uh, it's getting to be your busy season. It is. Yeah. 134th season of the Boston Pops kicks off on Wednesday. That's a, who was the first conductor of the Boston Pops? The first conductor of the Boston you Pops know? was yes. But I can't remember. Is that uh, uh, was that Max Zack or Adolf Neudorf? I believe it was Max Zack. Yeah. Nobody remembers the first seventeen conductors. <laughs> not a- even the conductor remembers <laughs> the first seventeen not conductors. Even the, conductor. the very first one people remember is a guy named Arthur Fiedler, who started yes. forty-five years after the organization started. Yes. And uh, nobody remembers the first seventeen. Pity now, on them. Uh, Arthur Fiedler and I uh, had or have something in common, uh, and it's not. Small hands. Uh, he was a honorary member of the fire the firefighters, like I am an honorary member of the professional firefighters union. He, he was. He used to wear like the white helmet, and he had house. the radio in his car, and he used to go chase chase fires. He used to go chase yeah. fires. Yeah. And is he? Would, would you he say and David Mugar, who helped him found, found the Fourth of July, they uh, both, used to get in the car and go out and see what was going on with yeah, the fire department. Yeah. Um, so you you travel all over during the season, whether it's Tanglewood. Or, of course, you got the pops. Well, during this on, season, on the, on I'm right here, Island. right here for the next six weeks, right uh, here for entertaining the, next six the weeks. people of Boston and beyond at yeah. Symphony Hall. And there's a lot of good stuff going there on. There is a lot of good stuff. Yeah, you know, the yeah. one I really want to highlight here is you know, 15th, and there is a little anniversary this year. Uh, Yasker's Farm in July Woodstock. of 1969. Yeah. yeah, we're doing a 50th anniversary kind of not just Woodstock, but. The number of things that happened in music and otherwise in 1969 is just incredible. We don't usually do these kind of retroactive look-over-your-shoulder shows, but 69 was absolutely amazing. I mean, you know, Nixon became president for the first time. You had Vietnam heating up. You had, you know, the beginnings of the... the, Well, you had... Uh, Chappaquiddick, you had yes, yes. Uh, the Helter Skelter murders. Yes. The Beatles broke apart, recorded their last stuff together. Tommy came out. Uh, you know, yeah, Joni wow. Mitchell, both sides now. I mean, if you just look at just the things that happened in, in, in 1969, it's incredible. Plus, we landed some people on the moon. Yes. Yeah. Which was yes. like one of the few really great things that yeah. happened that yeah. year. So you you guys are going to do a 1969 retrospective. We're doing a we're doing Summer of 69 okay. uh, on the 15th and 16th and we're featuring Arlo Guthrie. Really? He's coming out of retirement in Western Massachusetts to sing some songs with us, some of his set from uh, from Woodstock 50 years ago. Are you going to do Alice's Restaurant? or uh, You know, uh, we'd have to dedicate uh, the whole concert uh, to right. Alice's <laughs> Restaurant. Right. Yes, yes. And we got this. We got a new piece that was written uh, in commemoration of the moon landing with with uh, visuals, an audiovisual narrated piece really? uh, that's really cool too, called sounds... From the Earth to the Moon and, and Beyond. So we're going to focus mostly on the moon landing and on Woodstock with Arlo, and we're going to play some 
who we're going to play a little Jimi Hendrix, uh, nice. you know, the people That's who awesome. were there. Who is, I, we've, we've talked with you about music before. If you look at the 60s, who who is your favorite artist from the 60s? What's a favorite artist? I don't, I mean, you know, I was, I mean, Zeppelin is probably my, my, my favorite band. It was one of the first ones that I started listening. Them and Queen were the ones I started listening to when I started buying records in the records that day. Yeah. you right there in the, <laughs> yeah, in yeah, the, yeah, in yeah. the mid-1970s. Uh, but I'm a huge, uh, I was a huge CSNN. And fan, uh, and and oh, by the way, Sweet Judy Blue Eyes came out in 1969. In 1969 too. as well. Wow, yeah. Um, here's a text asking uh, if the maestro would give a rando ding for the Worcester Youth Symphony Orchestra, which was chosen to play in the governor's inauguration this past year. I so, would be glad to. Yeah, all right. Worcester that's, Youth that's, Symphony. That's, is that a rando ding yeah, right there? You had to do the ding for us to do it again. That's a rando ding. Oh, he just conducted Here is a shout-out to the Worcester Youth <laughs> Symphony Orchestra. Congratulations. What an honor. Yeah. Wow, I wish I got to hear you guys. Please send me a tape. Do you um, find that when it comes to classical music that kids are still into learning it and playing it? I do. I yeah. mean, uh, but the problem is, of course, is so many schools become so oriented to the test and uh, and just teaching the very basics. Uh, you get you you get people who just aren't exposed. Uh, and by the time we get to you know our late teens, we kind of already at least think that our preferences, what we like, what we don't like, are already set. So the really important thing is exposing kids and letting them make their own choices about what they like, because there's a lot of great music out there. Did your parents have you take piano lessons? That they used to did. be a vi- they did. That used to be a very popular thing. Well, what? it was. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. my, my mom. Too? dragged me into the conservatory every week she did when i was little and i yeah. i never appreciated it then and now now yeah. i'm like i should have kept up with it well my yeah. parents were both depression era parents and neither their parents could afford pianos so it was one of those things they said you don't have to stick with this more than the next three years but they said you will study it you know and we will buy a piano because we can yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, i'll yeah. say this the the one instrument that blows me away with children is the violin it just seems so hard. And, and, you <laughs> it know, does, but it's no, a no, lot no, easier you know. when you start at three because you don't know anything's difficult yet. Yeah. You, know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, it's these days they have those amazing little kids playing on uh, miniature violins, on uh, small replicas of, of, of full-size violin, and just doing absolutely amazing things because it's just like when you learn your coordination to run or to throw a ball. It's so much easier when you learn it at three or four than it is when you try to learn it at 10. Keith Lockhart is our guest. Opening night is May 8th. May 8th with the yeah. incomparable Bernadette Peters. Oh, 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 oh Bernadette awesome. Peters. She is the most gorgeous creature, most talented, amazing stage presence. And I've I've been in love with her, as you might be able to tell, for about the last 45 <laughs> years. <Yeah. so. laughs> she was amazing in The Jerk. Yes. Uh, she was. Yeah, Will she be yeah, playing she... the trumpet like she did in The Jerk? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think she's sticking to singing at this okay. point. You know? okay. um, for Mike Shue, May 10th will be a big night because it is the Star Wars... <clears throat> The Star Wars film concert series. Oh, we are. That. We're starting off. We have uh, done, of course, a lot of films with live orchestra, which is you get to see the film, the dialogue, the special effects, all that so- sort of stuff, our giant screen, high def, and the orchestra plays the entire score live. And we're starting the Star Wars series with the first one, with A New Hope. Nice. Uh, in uh, On Friday and Saturday, three performances, and another one the next Tuesday after that. And uh, it is just an amazing way to hear John score and to see the film. Am I allowed to come in costume? 
You are. In fact, you are encouraged to come in costume. Okay, good, good. Just want to clear that with the maestro. <laughs> yeah, if anybody in security tries to move you out, just okay. tell them I said it was okay. Okay. And then that always works. Um, or with the band. <laughs> that, that never works. <laughs> speaking of film, there's also some John Williams film night tributes. There is. Actually, there, we are... Uh, I am having the honor of conducting these concerts this year. We're doing three performances that are just, they're, they're going to be a retrospective of pretty much all of John's work from, from uh, the late 60s all the way to the present day, uh, doing a lot of things that you're really familiar with and a couple of things that you might go, wow, didn't know he wrote that. And we're go we have this brand new audiovisual thing which will connect the audience with John. John will be talking to the audience, telling them a little bit about his life and his work. Wow, and you'll cool. get to hear everything from the most recent Star Wars music to the overture to the Towering Inferno. Bet you don't, didn't know he wrote wow. that. No, I didn't know he nice. did. <laughs> I didn't know he did. Yeah. Nice. Um, here's a text asking what you think about Adam, since you're a Queen fan, about Adam Lambert. I thought, uh, I thought the movie was stunning. I thought the recreation of the vocals, I mean, I... You would have, if I, you'd asked me five years ago if anybody could ever sing Freddie Mercury like Freddie Mercury, I'd go, well, no way. I mean, that was such a once-in-a-generation talent. And I, I think the, the, the score that they, they recreated is just amazing. Yeah. I um, unfortunately watched it on a plane, so the audio wasn't so good, but I'm going to watch it again. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. Now, um, when do you go about picking the artist for the Esplanade? Has that already been done for the fourth? or It has almost already been done and Can i'd love to give you the scoop uh, yeah they'll be really great you'll uh, like them uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it's a him so it's a him uh but we can't get any uh yeah you know if i if i tell you before i tell everybody else <laughs> nobody else will have me on their shows anymore now, is that the kind of thing that artists but, i would assume artists really want to do that i mean i they get paid obviously they do right? but uh, yes and but okay. not what they get paid normally really i mean you know it's uh, as you can imagine it's a very expensive production but for us i mean for what they get when they go around to you know a big live nation venue uh dwarfs what we can pay them really? so they need to really want to be involved with this particular event of course it's also great exposure nationwide indeed worldwide audience on the bloomberg platforms yeah uh and uh, but you know the other we it's sometimes more difficult than you'd think just because of uh, a lot of by the time we're trying to set them up some of their tour schedules aren't even set yet yeah, yeah and then tough. and then yeah. they go out on then they go out on tour and they've got an exclusion for you know a hundred mile radius for what they're doing and we lose them uh so sometimes it's a little more frantic than you would expect but this year it got locked down he says knocking on wood madly or <laughs> fake laminate wood uh it got locked down rather early and we're going to announce pretty soon um all right so sometime soon we'll find out about the fourth um, here's somebody who wants to know if you've ever thought of doing a Looney Tunes cartoon tribute. We have done Looney Tunes oh, you, cartoon oh, you have. tributes. In fact, we just did one, oh, oh, must have been between Christmas and New Year's two years ago. Uh, there's a, there's a wonderful show that uh, is Bugs Bunny and all the Looney Tunes characters and the incredible Carl Stallings music that goes underneath them. And we will probably bring that back. I think actually we're talking about bringing it back for next season. So stay tuned.
bostonpops.org. Yeah. That, the Carl Stalling stuff, like if you just listen to the music from Looney Tunes, it seems really complicated. Is that really challenging for the It for is. The orchestra I mean, it's, do? you know, those, those the composers, people like Carl Stallings, people like the great composers of the Hollywood Golden Era, people like Korngold, Max Steiner, the Newmans, people like that. They were all European trained, very, very serious composers who came over, a lot of them as refugees fleeing in, you know, in the, in the 30s and 40s and had to reinvent themselves. And they, but that music is written on the same level that you know a, a Richard Strauss tone poem is written. It's uh, and with a lot of integrity too. But it's also a lot of fun to play as a result. Is the Fourth of July artist Bruce Springsteen asking for a friend? <laughs> oh, that would be. You know, it's not oh, not this oh, year. Oh, but, not this but, year. But, look, he had his kid. It was in Boston College, yeah, right? Yeah. And we couldn't get him during that time. You couldn't. I, the dropkicks you know, got him. Just yep. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they probably offered him more beer than we has, did. Uh, has, has, um, we've had the dropkicks. I was going to say, yeah, you, must have, you must have done stuff with oh, the dropkicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they've, they've, yeah. They've, we've done quite a few things with them over the years, actually. They're really great. They're, and um, opening day, you enjoy doing opening day? Yeah, at Fenway. except yeah. it was so... Why do we... We only play for the Red Sox outdoors in Fenway Park in April and October. Yeah, yeah. The coldest <laughs> the month. The coldest month. It was, yeah. it was like 30 yeah. mile an hour wind and it was 40 degrees out on that field. <laughs> so um, Keith Lockhart is our guest. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.